Dallas twice. This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. I'd love to say we're an hour and a half away from uh, football, but we're not, guys. It's weird. Not on Thursday night football. Very strange. Very strange. Well, but we've got the NBA. We've got uh, we got golf. we got replays of Washington and Washington State playing on FS2 right now. We do. EYBL Scholastic, New York versus Indiana High School basketball game. We'll take whatever we can get, damn it. And I'm fine with that. I've ha- I've heard of La Lumiere. I haven't heard of the other one. L.I. Lutheran. I don't know. Yeah, Long La Island? Lumiere. Is it Long Island Lutheran? That would make that sense in New right, York. doesn't it? Yeah, that seems about right. I'm just guessing, you know? That's like when you go, and we, we, we tried that before, where it's, let's just try and place bets on random sports or random it is teams. Long Island Lutheran. We, there you go, see? Nice. Yeah. Yes. Just, like, you don't know what? Yeah. Blind nice bets, guys. Just, let's just, you know, just a We're random team. on Slovenia. Yeah. Random AAA International basketball, 17 or under. I'm locked into the golf right now. Yeah, Jordan Speed. I mean, I'm trying to push balls forward for Ricky Fowler. Just birdied. Owen Wilson's there watching, trying to root on his boys. So we need Speed to uh, have a little eagle. Only here. minus one. One for under Spieth. through nine. How about our guy Jeff Feinberg? T comes on the show yesterday, and I ask him, Jeff, who's the one golfer that you're going back and forth on this week? That would be Patrick Cantlay and. He's six under, two shots off the lead with two holes to go in the first round. So. The villain, Patrick Cantlin. Yep. And he is laying it up and He's laying it in. Playing well. It is It is tough, though, to look at uh, the scenery in Hawaii mm. when you go outside. Is and Maui your favorite wind is island, gussing. Nick? Is that your favorite uh, island? Probably, just because you kind of get a little bit of every island there. Yeah. So it probably would be my favorite. But, like, here's my thing. When people are like, oh, I want to go to Hawaii, which, you know, what's the best island? I'm like, it really depends on what you want what type of like nightlife you want or daytime stuff or whatever. Like there's something for everybody at all of them. Damn, you're going to make me want to go there, PJ. I don't know why you had to bring this up, man. It's cold outside. This you is know? why we watch the golf. There you go. It is, I, it is true. Why. If you guys could be a professional athlete in any sport, what would it be? It's, be always, golf. it's always been golf for me too. And always. I can't even play golf. Private jets. Oh. Nice weather. Play mostly. forever. Live play forever. tour. Non-contact. Travel the world. Like is there really even an argument for any other sport no. but golf? Like, Unless you're looking for, where the bitch is at? <laughs> it's probably not golf. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they have I mean, some have beautiful you seen, wives. I was going to say, hold on, They you, find their way. Have you it's seen the wives? Kind of, it's a certain yeah. kind of woman. I don't I guess, think Dustin Johnson's hurting too bad. You're right. Yeah. That's probably true. I think he's doing you, okay. You're over there at the, at the type of country clubs where probably all kinds of high-class ladies are at. Yeah, good food. Lots of fun. I love golf. I miss golf. I haven't played in, in literally a year, yeah. 12 months. In my second life, I would I would like to be a professional <laughs> golfer. I would love to do that. I really would. So fun. Get paid millions of dollars. Yeah. Travel and, the world. But you know what? All you have to do is just like just finish the tournament, too, and you yeah. make good money. Like That's the best part. You don't even have to be great. If you just want to do it, and you love it, and you like... You're not even that great. You can still make a ton of money, and you travel the world. And it's really only when you go to, like, Scotland when it's rainy and cold and nasty. And that's it. 
it really is just such an interesting sport though because man you are truly like out there by yourself with your caddy yeah. and you can get so in your head mm-hmm. i love the full swing netflix documentary too when you get an insight in these guys and like you're watching brooks kepka man who went on this run where he was winning majors like two three years stretch and then he couldn't win anymore yeah. and it's just like it ruins his mood and like it's just crazy how Golf kind of takes over these guys. Like but. Camilo Vijegas, who is right now actually at the top of the leaderboard, and he's like the 90th ranked golfer uh, on the PJ Tour. He made $1.9 million last year. So even you life. Like, good life. It's a good life. That's all you need. You know? Yeah, it's all you need. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, it's it, it really is just it's one of those things where you look at it and go, Oh yeah, there's there's really no downside to it whatsoever. I feel like PJ, I would love to see you though, like you, I would love to see you be the happy Gilmore on the tour. Because, mm. like, well, I don't think what people always realize, I mean, we, it's because you're a lot more, like, subdued until you're sweating something, especially in golf, and then this, like, monster comes out of you. It does. I would love to see that go over on the golf course. Yeah. No, it, it would. If, if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm in contention on a Sunday, there'd, there'd be a monster coming out, the competitor. And in there's me. P.J. Glasser again throwing up. a temper tantrum. Like, come on! Yeah. Come on! You know, people say he's one of the nicest guys in person, but on the golf course, he's a killer. You know what I that think? Would be would, love to see. I think what would bother me too is I would if I played if my playing partner was just slow. Oh yeah. If, it was some, if I had like a JB Holmes <laughs> or if I had like one of those people that are just the oh that would that would bother. I remember me. when JB Holmes didn't he go toe to toe at the end with Phil Mickelson in the Phoenix Open in like oh nine yeah, one I was, of those years. yeah I was at that tournament and people were booing JB Holmes because of how slow <laughs> he was. That's amazing. Oh yeah. All right, what are you guys on tonight? Only a couple NBA games, but a lot of uh a lot of college basketball at least so you can throw it. Or hockey. I don't want to discriminate against hockey if anybody's got that too. Can't that's discriminate NHL. against hockey. <laughs> I lost money last night betting on college basketball because <clears throat> Providence, <clears throat> UCLA. So we're staying away from college right now. I didn't get a single bet slip today from PJ Glasser. Why? Because I think he's afraid. Why? Because I want to win all my bets he today. Wants to, he wants to win. He knows that me tailing him just means I'll lose. Yeah. I'm on the Spurs plus 11 against the Bucks. This is a pure spot play. And in fact, I'm a little scared that the line has gone to where I'm getting the best of the number. I think it was nine. It was. Nine and a yep. half earlier today. So I jumped on an 11 right before the show. Bucks are on their third game in four days. They travel from Milwaukee to Indiana. They've lost two straight in Indiana. They had to go back to Milwaukee, and now uh, they are in San Antonio. So the line has moved where I'm a little worried, but I feel mm-hmm. with Wemby playing, Milwaukee hasn't covered the number a ton. I really like that. And then I've got a couple others in this Warriors-Nuggets game. Uh, our man Pajemski has been balling. He has forced his way into the rotation. He's been producing. He's hit over 9.5 points, which is his number tonight. Eight of the last nine games, especially because he's getting a lot more minutes, 30 minutes per game. So Jeez. I really like him to get 10 or more, plus the narrative bet for P.J., because I know P.J.'s a big fan of the narrative-based bets. I am. Is that Pods, was has, has like I said, has been balling, and he was not selected to even the all-rookie nominees of the week. Wow. And he retweeted it with the keeping <laughs> receipts oh. emoji. So I think he – I would not be surprised if Paz had like 15, 16 points tonight I against like the Nugger, Nuggets. So I like uh, over a half of a steal for Paz as well. Mm-hmm. If you parlay those two together, it's plus 172. 
Uh, he has steals in nine of his last ten games. The Nuggets aren't a team that, like, turn the ball over a ton. I think they're, like, bottom ten in terms of uh, stolen stolen balls per game, I guess you could call that. Um, but he's about as on-ball on aggressive defender as you're going to get, and I like that. So you can get that um, plus Jamal Murray over 20 points and the Spurs plus 11 at 621, plus 621. Very nice. I uh, I took something in the Nuggets Warriors game. Jamal Murray over one and a half steals at plus one sixty. I like the price. So Good in price. four of his last five games, Murray has gone has had two or more steals. He's had three steals in a couple of those games. They played Golden State obviously on Christmas Day. He had two steals in that game. So I'm just looking at kind of recently what Murray's been de- doing on defense plus one sixty. I think it's a great price. So I took a chance there. Then in college basketball, I got three plays tonight. My favorite play is Hofstra on the money line, which starts right now against College of Charleston. So Hofstra is trending in the wrong direction. They've lost four of their last five. College of Charleston has won eight of their last nine, yet Hofstra is favored tonight. Here we go. I think it's a must-win spot for Hofstra. They got to get a win, so we're taking the pride. I also like over 151.5 in Minnesota and Michigan. Both of these teams average over 80 points a game. I think it's going to be an up-and-down game, not much defense. You look at Michigan this season when they've been playing at home, there have been a lot of high-scoring games. I think we get another one tonight. And then I like Washington, minus 4.5 against Trista's Ducks tonight. Washington, I don't mind it. Washington is 0-2 in Pac-12 play. However, both of those two games have come on the road. Oregon is 2-0 in Pac-12 play, but both of their games have come at home. This is only the second true road game for Oregon this year. Their only other one was against Florida A&M all the way back in November. Now Washington is at home where they already beat Gonzaga earlier this year. I think Oregon going on the road is the difference, and it's the week of the Huskies. They're playing in the natty, <laughs> narrative page. Give me Washington minus four and a half. Narrative page always gets more and more creative, I feel like, each time we've got a narrative. So Absolutely. I always look forward to a new narrative page. Uh, there's one narrative in this room. Everybody loves Jamal Murray tonight. Yep. Oh, yeah. I took the. I actually took an alternate number, took 25-plus points with him. I think it was plus 145. Uh, put that in a parlay and a separate one, too. Jokic over on PRA. Uh, I mean, it. some of it's too, it's like, there are some guys in the NBA where you just you just take the overs, and you don't really need, like, a reason. Nikola Jokic is really that guy. But against Golden State, he averages almost a triple-double. So this this is a perfect spot for him. I did parlay uh, some alternate numbers with him, just dropped him down slightly a little bit just, you know, f- for that. Also, the under on Damian Lillard assists. It's a pretty big number at 7.5. And, and he's gone under that, I think, every single game over his last five. And I... I went two ways with this, and this is what's difficult because I I was this close, Trista, to taking the Spurs too, and I just I wasn't brave enough to do it. Yeah, I get I it. I wasn't brave enough. And, I'm worried. And by the way, everything that you said is exactly the reason why I wanted to fade Milwaukee tonight. Mm-hmm. But I I've watched the Spurs play enough this year, or I just was like. I'm not brave enough to do it. I don't I won't even do know it. if I'm going to watch because <laughs> we saw Ryan back the Spurs maybe two weeks ago, and he couldn't watch. That thing came down to like the oh, last man. two, three seconds. I think they covered by the hook. It was literally the hook. He wouldn't watch it, and I had to give him the results on the air, and he had way too much money on it. Just way too much money to be betting on the Spurs. Yeah. I have very small amounts of money on the Spurs. I'll just say that. That's the that's the smart way to do yeah. it. I'd be with you guys. It would be it would be Spurs or pass for me. Just the spot for mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And like this this is the kind of team you're playing against where you would have a letdown game, right? right? Like if you were playing Denver, if you were playing Boston, if you were playing Philly, like you get up for that. But you just played Indiana for the 11th time this season, it feels like. Now you got a second night of a back-to-back 
You got to go on the road again, play against the Spurs, who have five wins this season. Again, this could be one of those games Milwaukee wins by 25 and not a single one of us would, would be surprised right. by it. But this would also be a game where if the Spurs are up like 10 at halftime, we could be like, yeah, like we, we could see that coming. This was a letdown for Milwaukee. Like one of the big concerns, too, with the Bucks is they're not good defensively. They gave no. up, I think, 119 points to the Spurs the last time they played them. So if you're going to allow that many points to a team as bad as San Antonio, you're giving them an opportunity at any point And I don't think back Victor Wembanyama played in that game no, either. So. no. Now Victor's going to play. I think that bodes well for for the Spurs. I'm just got my fingers crossed, guys. I just have my fingers crossed. You know, sometimes it's fun to take a little one of those risks. Every once in a while, just take a really bad team in a decent spot and say, why not? Just, Just a little sprinkle, though. Don't don't tiny, make it so, just yeah. real tiny. Don't don't bet the rent or the mortgage on it on no. the Spurs. That's that's definitely not the way to go. So uh, Draymond Green is going to be. It looks like soon, soon, soon. going to be back for Golden State. Hmm. I. I should release a video. You know, I, I did. I I would love to see what those. I I, I guess like sessions he was taking, like the anger management and all, like what were those sessions like? Can I get an SNL skit on that? I'd love that. That's actually a good she, idea. Just like Michael Che yeah. in the chair. Just <laughs> screaming about something. I know that he only does Weekend Update now, but I just love that That'd so much. Weekend Update is the best thing on SNL. It is. Without question. You know, in the past, we used to say, right, when Draymond comes back, like, that's going to be the difference for the Warriors. And it, it certainly still adds something to them. But we've gotten to the point with this Warriors team now where they've just aged out. That windows I, – I, I hate to say it. I love this organization. I, I love what they've built. But – the window's closed on the championship runs for this team. They've just gotten too old, and Draymond Draymond still adds something offensively and defensively to him, right? We know that he's kind of like a pivot point to them offensively, and defensively he's the leader and gets everybody in positions, and everybody's praised all the stuff that he's done over the years for this team. But right now, it's just not – like, I'm not looking at this and saying, all right, well, now the Warriors are in a really good spot. It just doesn't feel that way anymore with this team. You can just tell. Like the, the eye test is enough with them where you go, the Golden State Warriors are no longer the team that we remember that won all of those championships. And it happens to every great organization and every great dynasty, and it's here for Golden State. Yeah, what are they, the 11th seed, 16 and 17? Them and the Lakers are battling it out for the pillow fight of <laughs> who's going to be the last spot in the play-in. Just absolute gross stuff. I mean... I agree with everything Nick said about Draymond and the Warriors. Obviously, their time is just coming to a close at this point. But having Draymond back, like, every great team in any sport, kind of any dynasty, you need a player on your team that if he's on your team, you love him. And if he's not, you hate him. Dennis Rodman, one of the best. And that's what Draymond is, as we know. And the Warriors are missing some of that. So I think bringing him back is going to help them. I mean, I think we all think the Warriors will make the play-in. I don't think they're a serious threat, though. Like, at this point in time, I would say the Warriors are probably maybe like the fourth or fifth team that I would trust the most to make the finals in the West. I mean, I'd certainly if put... That. You're yeah. being nice, honestly. Yeah, that. You think so? Yeah. I, 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 I'm really still, bad, PJ. I, they, I know, but you you would still take like a Minnesota or OKC over them in I a would. playoff series? Because I just think it's going to be the Kings series all over again, where the Kings are better. So... But the longer that series goes, the more just the experience is going to win. Those are those are two teams where I would factor in the the youth, the youth the youth factor in the youth factor. That's not really the best way to put this. But these young teams that take that next step, it always takes them a couple of years to break through. Yeah. So I would be very cautious with a team like Minnesota or the Thunder at this point. But in a couple of years, they've got a chance to be those. I mean, Denver, the oh, Clippers, no though, maybe even the Pelicans this year over Golden State. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of them that you could certainly go through. So, all right, it's bet MGM tonight.
It's time for our hosting trifecta to take a break. We'll be right back with more on BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Trista Kricknick, Ashew, tonight. Got a little right state up 25-20 on Cleveland State, except neither one of those places, PJ or State. So just want to point that out. You know, I remember years ago when Cleveland State came to George Mason when I was going there, and somebody was taking a free throw. Somebody yelled out, Cleveland's not a state, and that's how they taunted them the entire wow. game. I thought it was actually kind of funny, to that's be honest. Awesome. You know, it's like, it's like a PG taunt, if you will. That's, that's awesome. Kind of I nice. don't hate it. Meanwhile, when I was at Oregon, we taunted <laughs> Kevin Love with fat jokes until he went into a state of psychological disarray. And when I was in college, we taunted uh, De'Aaron Fox with leg day chance because when he was <laughs> in Kentucky, he was a scrawny kid. God, was he fast, but he had no he muscle. He was really scrawny. Was, That's right. He was so scrawny. So it was awesome. Which is why looking at Victor Weminyama warm up now for the Bucks and Spurs tip off. It's like I just I can't wait to see how he looks in five or six years. Like he's always going to be skinny, but how skinny will he be? You know, his game he doesn't need to really bulk up. Yeah. But every guy in the NBA that needs to add muscle has the resources to add the muscle. So it's just like, where are we going to be in five, six years with Wemby and how big is he going to look? Yeah, Steph, he was told he wasn't going to be able to gain weight and he mm-hmm. did. He yeah. gained like 20, 25 pounds of muscle. I mean, look at Giannis. Giannis, I was going to yeah. say. That's what everybody's going to compare. Yep. You know, if you're like an athletic freak and you don't have your muscle yet, everybody's going to be like, just wait until he gets ripped like Giannis. Uh, right? so. Plus, he's in the best spot when they just tell you to gain weight, just eat a ton. Lots of protein. You burn it all off instantly. Ah, to be young. What a nice to be, life. To be 19 and <laughs> eat whatever the hell you want. You burn the damn thing off. Sounds pretty damn good. John Granado jumps on with us. He's the morning host with ESPN 97.5 in Houston. And I want to get to the Rockets with you, but we're going to start with those Houston Texans, man. I First off, I love this team. I think what they've been able to do this season and C.J. Stroud and just the turnaround for this team in one year has been like the epitome of worst to first in the NFL, which they have a chance to win the division this weekend. Let's not even look at whether or not they can win that game yet. Just from where they were last year to where they are right now as a team. How much on a scale of 1 to 10 would you say this season has been a surprise for you, given the expectations before the season started for the Texans? 1 to 10? Yeah, 10, uh, 10's the biggest surprise for you. Let's put it that way. 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, uh, no, listen, I, I took the over two last year. I took the over on four and a half. Uh, wins by the Texans because I thought Lovey was going to come through and he was going to change things be- after David Culley because David Culley was a disaster and I thought Lovey would change the culture and they, they you know they, obviously they were terrible and they won three games and that last game that they won against the Colts uh, even that was a screw up because you didn't get the number one pick well it turns out that it couldn't have worked out better for them because they would have taken Bryce Young and instead they took C.J. Stroud and everybody was up in arms here. You guys can't even win right. It's horrible. We got the second pick. We got <laughs> instead of instead of Trevor Lawrence, we got Zach Wilson. You idiots. Well, it turns out that it worked out for the best. That it all it was it couldn't have worked out better. And here they are sitting where no one thought that they would be. The under over this year was six six and a half. Uh, and here they are at nine wins, and we couldn't be happy. I, even if they lose this game, 
the city of Houston is behind this team. What Nick Casario has done, what what D'Amico Ryans has done, what C.J. Stroud has done, what Will Anderson has done, what Derek Stingley has done, this team is on the way up, and it's been so horrible here, guys. This has been the doldrums. It's been the worst organization in the NFL, and now here we are on the precipice. But I'm disgusted right now because my buddy just sent me. He doesn't know three guys on either team, the Colts or the Texans, but 89% of the bets and 94% of the money is on the Texans right now, which means the Colts are going to destroy the Texans on Saturday night. Yeah, that is is not good, John. Look, we all love this team. Nick said it. I love them, too. I'm an Alabama guy. I think D'Amico Ryans would be a great hire if they decide to poach him away when Nick Saban retires. I want to know, outside of C.J. Stroud, though, what player on that roster do you think has surprised you the most with with how they've been able to play this season. Well, Motor, uh, you know, uh, Sting, uh, um, um, the the running back. Oh my God, my, Singletary. My Singletary. Singletary. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he has been fantastic because we thought going into the season that it was going to be Damian Pierce, and you know he was awesome last year. And Singletary comes on, and you know, out, out of Buffalo, he did very little for them. And here he is doing what he's doing right now. And I think he's the difference in this game. Singletary is it, it has been a godsend for this offense. He is an outside zone runner, whereas Damian Pierce is a one-cut go up the field, and that's not what they're doing with Slow, Bobby Slowick as the offensive coordinator. So Singletary has been just a godsend for this team, and he's a difference maker. Listen, Indianapolis doesn't stop the run. They're 27th in the league against the run. The Texans stop the run. So if the Texans can can handle Jonathan Taylor and Trey Sermon this week, they got a chance to control the football and and, and make uh, Minshew beat you. And, you know, if Minshew has to beat you and you can control the football – you're going to be in very good shape. That said, <laughs> excuse me. That said, the money is all on uh, the Texans, so I do not like where we are. I saw that the uh, the Devin Singletary. To your point, he's got a pretty big incentive on his contract. He needs 73 scrimmage yards, and he'll rake in 250 thousand dollars. You like Devin Singletary to to rush for a hundred? You talk about the, oh, the Colts being able to not stop the run. Yeah, if you look at his game against Cincinnati, you look at some of the Titans game on the road. You look at uh, the Cincinnati game on the road. He has been a difference maker, and so I really do. I really like him against this defense. Again, they're twenty seventh against the run. This they got a great front seven. They got a bunch of guys up front that can that that look wonderful, but they don't stop the run. So the Texans are definitely going to put that in play. They're going to definitely feed him. They're going to feed Motor the ball, and they're going to take care. That, that's why I couldn't remember his name. We always call him Motor here. That, uh, Singletary's Motor, and he's got a motor, and I think that he is going to be a difference maker in this football game. I know he's out for the year, but were you surprised at how good Tank Dell was so fast? Listen, I, we saw him here at the University of Houston. I'm good friends with Dana Holgerson, the head coach there. He knew. I mean, he said, what, he weighed 155, 160 pounds. And he said, I said, well, how's he going to hold up in the NFL? And he said, he doesn't get hit. He just doesn't get hit. 
I, I'm, I, I'm beside myself. Y'all, I don't know if you saw the injury that he had. Yeah. They had him blocking inside on a goal line play. And I asked Dana, I said, how, much, how many times did you do that? Make Tank Dell your lead blocker on a goal line play. And he got run up on by Pierce and the defender and, and broke his leg. And he said, well, zero. Um, he's 165 pounds. Why would you ever have him trying to block a safety to open up a hole for the running back three yards out of the goal line? That was a huge mistake by this football team. And I thought it was the death knell of this football team. But it, it's not. It, you know what? They've continued to CJ has been great. Nico's been great. Uh, Woods has stepped up. Um, it's been a guy too. after Noah Brown has been ste- has stepped up. It's been guy after guy after guy that just has stepped up for this football team. It's next man up, which boy, I sure would love it if Tank was there. He's he is going to be a great football player for years to come in this league. Yeah, there's, there's it's just definitely a good sign for an organization's future when you can tell they can identify young talent because well, one, if they're contributing right away, it's a lot cheaper for that team. But two, you know, you've got a bright future when you continue to build that organization as you go forward. Uh, talking to John Granado, BetMGM tonight. Who would you give the? Maybe how would you spread out the credit for C.J. Stroud's season this year? Because we talk so much, obviously, about what he's been able to do. But there's a guy like when you look at the offensive coordinator and Bobby Slowick. I feel like he hasn't really been mentioned enough. To me, it's a little different because I, I'm a Commanders fan, and I remember when he was in the Washington organization and, like, eight different guys on that Mike Shanahan coaching staff are now head coaches or offensive coordinators somewhere. But I feel like he's somebody that doesn't get enough credit for how C.J. Stroud has developed because, really, most people kind of were like, I don't know what C.J. Stroud's going to be, and now we're looking at somebody that is a runaway offensive rookie of the year. I don't. First of all, it's him. You know, because mm-hmm. he's throwing the football, uh, you know, over and over. I love Bobby Slowick and mm-hmm. what Bobby Slowick has done. I think he's made some mistakes, like, for example, the Tank Dell injury. That was one mistake. And he's he, he's called some plays. The Cincinnati game, he, I, I'm going deep into this, the Cincinnati game where uh, he, he threw in a pick six late in the game. They ended up winning that game against Joe Burrow. It wasn't, a, you know, that was a Joe Burrow game, and the Texans were still able to go to Cincinnati and win. But Bobby Slowick has been fantastic. Look, look at the Bill Belichick tree versus the Shanahan tree. Yeah. I mean, with the McVay and LaFleur and Bobby Slowick. And, I mean, it's it's fantastic. That offense has, has changed his lives. And maybe, maybe C.J. wouldn't be C.J. without Bobby Slowick. Um, maybe Bryce Young would be a lot better if, if, if the Texans actually had the first pick and Bobby Slowick was here. I don't know, but I do know Bobby Sloak deserves a lot of credit. D'Amico deserves a lot of uh, credit. Um, I can't credit the offensive line because it's been it's been man up and it's been it's in tatters for most of the season. Um, the wide receivers there was considered the worst room in the league, mm-hmm. along with the Titans before the season started, and yet here they are now. Tank stepped up and he's been, but Nico stepped up as well. I'm going to credit CJ. He has been mm-hmm. he's been unbelievable. I, I I did not see it coming. I don't know that anybody saw it coming. Him being this, but man, oh man, give the kid the credit. He has been spectacular. Do you think Slovak leaves that and gets an offensive or gets a head coaching job this offseason? Absolutely. That was yeah. my biggest worry about hiring a defensive coach. Is the guy that is coaching CJ first mm. is going to get that job? And now I worry 
you know, you see, you change an offensive coordinator that's got so much success. Look at Jalen Hurts after Steichen has left. I mean, he's not the same guy. And I worry that that's the same thing that's going to happen to CJ is that, that Slowick leaves. And unless they get somebody from the Shanahan tree that has that same, that Gerard Johnson is the quarterback coach here, and maybe he's learning quite a bit and can continue that. But that's a big worry that when Slowick leaves, that CJ is not going to be that same guy. John, how, what do you think the plan of attack for the Texans this offseason is going to be? Because we know NFL teams, when you have a rookie quarterback, that is the best time to build the rest of your roster in the NFL. So since they got Will Anderson, they don't have a first-round pick heading into this upcoming draft. Do you think they're aggressive because they have CJ, because they have Will, they have their head coach? Could we see the Texans being a player and, uh, you know, going after some guys? Well, they still have the Browns' first-round pick, so mm. that, that that's going to be later because the Browns have overachieved, obviously, with Joe Flacco. But they still have that first-round pick, and they have their their second-round pick. Um, I, I, I interior line is something that you need. You need safety. Uh, I think you need if you've got that game guy. If Adunza is there from Washington, uh, who knows who's going to fall at wide receiver. I think they still need that huge playmaker. Look at what the Dolphins are doing with all those playmakers. You need If you can find a speed guy, another speed guy to go along with Tank and Nico, because Nico is coming up on his last year, so there's, there's that's, a, that's a potential problem. Um, I, I really think that they got to get weapons for CJ. I think the offensive line will be fine once they get it all healthy next year. Um, interior line, safety, and wide receiver. That's what I think that uh, will be the priority. This weekend, though, I want to talk a little bit about player props. We talked about, uh, of course, Devin Singletary and that being a great matchup for him. Uh, what, who are some other players that you expect to have huge games? I think Nico will have a, a big game. I, listen, uh, Derek Stingley has been a godson. I mean, he missed you know, seven games, but he has been awesome, and he's got to have a great game. Um, Will Anderson was limit, has been limited these last few weeks uh, because of injury. Hopefully he's going to have a huge game. Um, Sheldon Rankins has been awesome all season long. I got I to gotta think he's going to put pressure up the middle. No, quarterbacks hate when that, that pressure is coming up the middle, and she, Sheldon Rankins has been doing that a lot of the year. Blake Cashman has been awesome. This I don't know what you guys think. I don't know what you guys have been talking about as far as executive of the year, but this is Nick Casario's hands down. The if you look at the acquisitions that that guy has made this off season, and it's been guy after guy after guy that has contributed. I don't think there's any question Nick Casario has done the best job in the NFL as far as executives go. There's a lot of guys that could step up and and be big for this football team. I, I think. Nico Collins really has to have a big game, though. If Nico Collins has a big game with Singletary doing what he's doing, I think the Texans win this football game. It's crazy to think they lose that number one overall pick in the last game of last year, and it turned out to work just fine for them. And they're one win away from a division title in the first year under C.J. Stroud. It's unbelievable. John Granado, really appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on with us. Y'all, y'all take care of my man Scott Lynn there, will you? No, we will. We'll do our best. We'll do our best. Scott, Scott's smiling over there, so he's he's good. Uh, man, I, uh, I, I love the Texans. Uh, and you know what it is, too? Like, it's one of those where it's just one of those stories where we talk so much about the NFL and it, these worst-to-first situations. It, it is they are the perfect example of just that. It's incredible. I can't. I, I, I mean, love their team. 
it, it, there's so so many likable dudes. Dude. Yeah, just and when you get when you got young guys contributing. All right, if the playoffs started today, who'd be on upset alert? We're gonna tell you next. It's BetMGM tonight. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL. We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Early 6-5 lead, guys. 6-5 lead for the Bucks over the Spurs. Here they go. Mm. San Antonio's covering tonight. That's yes, the sir. sign. That's what we're hoping for. That's what we are hoping for. That's what we want to see. Watching every basket. Uh, by the way, I watched or I was reading people giving out advice uh, about how to bet and uh, to people who are casuals or something. And one of the things that they said, I'm not lying, is do not sweat your bets. Do not watch the game. <laughs> Just bet it and forget it. And I was like, does this person not understand the concept of that I wanted to watch the game anyway? Yeah. And it's adding a little more juice on a random Thursday in January for me. I get, like, not living and dying by every bucket. But I'm not sweating out the bet? Sometimes, though, I as we've it. seen, but we've all like done that. Hard and fast, like rule. everything. Yes, like never sweat I, it I out. Mean, like never watch. You know what's crazy though? Sometimes my best weeks are the weeks where I place all my bets, then I'm out of town. I don't watch yeah. any games. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, oh my god, the one week I do great is like I'm not watching. I mm-hmm. want to watch all my bets hit. But yeah. that's. Yeah. But you know what? Well, if you had a choice, your bets hit, but you couldn't watch the games, or you watch the games and your bets don't hit. What are you taking? I'm taking. You're the, taking the bets hitting. Sitting, so, yeah. but PJ then again, never watches sports ever again. Yeah. He just hits bets. <laughs> couldn't do that. Reads yeah. the box that, score. That would be tough. Couldn't do that. Absolutely. Yeah, if you had to give up one, could you watch highlights? Like, yeah. Could you watch the games after the fact? Um, no, I couldn't. Because it's just the highlights are like you miss so what much. What if you watch the whole thing, but but it's already happened? Yeah, that I could do. Do mm-hmm. I know what's happened while I'm? Yeah, watching you've it? hit the bets. Oh, and then I you go back and watch oh. it. Yeah, you're saying? you could go no, back and watch. No, Still no. Can't do that I can't do that. My dad can yeah. watch games on like delay. You know, like he he pauses it. And yeah. So he doesn't have to watch commercials. I'm like, Dad, how do you do that? Oh, but he's I not like on social that. media. Yeah, or, I, I like doing that. I can't. I need to watch it live. Live. I can't know that like something has happened. That I mean, look, every we watch everything in a delay to a point, and when it's streaming, there's more of a delay. But I can't sit there knowing that. Two or three minutes have already passed from what I'm watching in, like, real game time or 10 minutes or whatever. It's it's just anxiety-inducing for me. I need to know exactly what's going on at that really? moment. Really? Oh, see, oh, I'm I the other it. way. I hate it. But, I mean, I'm on Twitter, and I'm yeah. looking through and seeing what people are saying sometimes, too. I've always got the second screen, the third screen, like a laptop, you know, But besides other TVs. But, yeah, yeah I can't – I just – I can't do it. I can't I, do that for, like, an NFL Sunday or a college basketball football Saturday. But if it's, like – an NBA game tonight uh-huh. that I really wanted to watch, and it's standalone. Like, absolutely. I'll do something. I'll record it. I'll pick it up at halftime. And it's like the Netflix of watching. You skip through the commercials. It's a beautiful thing. Hmm. You know, the commercials pay our salaries, PJ. They do. So we should not be encouraging people to skip over the commercials. Indeed. We love That's all the sponsors point. for every game all and every network. That we do. All of them. The more, the better. All right, if the AFC playoffs were to start right now today, your PJ, Baltimore Ravens, would be on a bye which is why everybody's sitting out this weekend for them, and it's what they should do. Mm -hmm. You would have the Colts 
at Miami as the seven at the two seed. You'd have Buffalo, the six seed, at Kansas City, the three, and Cleveland at Jacksonville in the 5-4 matchup right now. Now, if you guys were to look at all of these matchups and you had to pick one lower seed that you'd be the most confident in right now, just winning straight up, we're just talking money line, that's it, who would it be? Cleveland. Agreed. You guys want to win money. If this is the playoff picture, here's what you do. You take the Dolphins, Chiefs, Browns, money line parlay. Yes. What that means is that Miami would play Kansas City in the divisional round and Joe Flacco, Flacco. and the Browns would head to Baltimore. Yes. And it's meant to be. God, I Flacco see that is so going bad. to play yes. the Ravens. It's just it's what's gonna happen. So that's the way I'm betting the AFC. I don't care who's the two. I don't care who's the four this year. We know Kansas City's locked in the three. Either Miami or Buffalo is gonna be the two, and whoever wins the AFC South is gonna be the four. Two, three, and five are winning in Wild Card Weekend in the AFC. And I'm parlaying it all. That's all you have to do. Because Joe Flacco's coming to Baltimore. My narrative page thought is that for the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl this year, Lamar's got to beat Flacco, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be like the changing of the guard. Yeah, the passing the guy, of the torch. You seceded, who won a Super Bowl. <laughs> now it is truly your team. It's your town. And then I think they play Mahomes in Kansas City in the AFC title game for the right of who the best player in football is for a long time. I mean, even still, people right now think it's Patrick Mahomes, and that's totally fair. He's got it done in the playoffs. But wait until Lamar starts winning playoff games. Then the narrative, I think, changes. Because I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. To me, the Kansas City Chiefs team this year feels a lot like what the Ravens have been the last couple years. Great defense, no wide receiver help, great tight end. The big difference, Andy Reid, Greg Roman, right? Right. That's what you have. So Lamar, with those terrible receivers, with a good defense, was able to win games with Greg Roman calling plays. We obviously see the difference with Todd Munkin and what new receivers have done. Even the great Patrick Mahomes has struggled mightily this year with Andy Reid as his coach and with all the garbage they've given him at wide receiver. So if Lamar starts winning, if he wins in the playoffs, if he gets to a Super Bowl and wins a Super Bowl, I think the conversation is going to start changing real quick. Yeah. So that's my thought. Flacco, Mahomes, Super Bowl. You got to say it right, though. Come on. Flacco. Flacco. There you go. I also agree uh, about that take, but I think that that's what's interesting is that Lamar, and maybe because the success hasn't happened yet, the postseason success hasn't happened yet, but Patrick Mahomes is just not handling that adversity and those L's and those frustrations as classy no, because he doesn't Lamar, know how. Because he doesn't yeah. know how. He's just won his He's whole career. He's just won. Yeah. And Lamar's had to take his lumps. Yes. And so Lamar has just kind of allowed everything to go off of his back, like, you know, water off of a duck's back there. But Patrick Mahomes doesn't isn't capable of doing it. And I think Lamar is is really a lot closer I in agree. terms of skill. Um when you if you were to just switch him teams like you put Pat Mahomes on the Ravens two, three years ago. You put Lamar on the Chiefs two, three years ago. I think the outcome for those two teams are the same. I mean, how long was I begging you guys to get rid of Greg Roman? And I mean, like, all you're, year. You're you... seeing the results. Like, this is all <laughs> I've ever wanted. Well, they got him some weapons, too. That, Let's that's add that. But, yes, Zay Greg Flowers Roman was a big problem. Saw just, saw all I Zay wanted. Flowers has been 
absolutely more than anyone could have even imagined. Zay's great. OBJ's been great in big games. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, the guy that nobody talks about on the Ravens, which has been a really good pickup for them, was Nelson Aguilar. Yes. Like, Nelson Aguilar, in some key moments, has some big receptions, so he's been great. Isaiah Likely, I'm telling you guys, like Mark Andrews is the better football player, but Likely does things that Andrews can't do. Right, yeah. And I think his speed with Lamar as a quarterback really helps. I mean, the guy's lost Dobbins, he's lost Andrews, he's lost Keaton Mitchell. But that's every year. This team knows how to replace guys. Everybody gets hurt in Baltimore. They they keep rolling. It's crazy. You know, it's funny. When you talk about, like, kind of a the Lamar Jackson rising and I mean really it becomes a legacy conversation right and for so long with Lamar it's great regular season quarterback can't stay healthy can't win in the playoffs well yep. stayed healthy not going to play this weekend now it's can he win in the playoffs can he get them to an AFC title game can he get them to a Super Bowl and now he's got the security of won the contract right so he's been able to kind of play through play more confidently he's got a better offense he's got more of those weapons Lamar Jackson now is in finally the perfect situation that he's been waiting for for his entire career. Wow, when you it, the, the parallel there with Patrick Mahomes, who's in probably the toughest season of his career. Patrick Mahomes looks like the quarterback that like he he's the he's the equivalent of Ricky Bobby where he doesn't know what to do with his hands like he's just like within the interview like I don't I'm not I, I'm not I don't know what to do with the situation he's a he's a rich trust fund kid that went to college had everything paid for and then his parents cut him off and he doesn't know what to do without any money he doesn't know how to handle that adversity Lamar Jackson's already been through Son of a pro that adversity too. yeah like he so he's had a lot of that already and it doesn't take away from the greatness from Patrick Mahomes but it shows that this season is weighed on him mentally which can be something that carries over very much into the playoffs. Lamar has faced that adversity. Lamar has already had the losses and the bumps and bruises. And yeah, he won an MVP the first year as a starter, but it's not like he went to a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes won that Super Bowl. The talent is down on the offense in Kansas City, but it's up in Baltimore right now. So yeah, they're in a perfect spot. I bet Baltimore in the offseason win the Super Bowl. I love this team. And, and to see where they are now and how everything's come together just shows, I mean, they are, it is a complete roster that is not just looking to win a Super Bowl right Right now, but multiple Super Bowls moving forward. No question. I will say this though. Trista, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Something? I was gonna say that I think the reason the next thing I need to see out of Lamar, the reason for me why I still think Mahomes is the best, the way I quantify who the best quarterback in football is, is it's what Tom Brady did his entire career. If there's two minutes left, mm-hmm. you need a touchdown, who is the number one guy in football you want leading yes. that drive, right? And I think we would all agree that's Mahomes. And to me, that's that's why Unless Kadarius Tony is lining up offside. Uh, unless it's this offense <laughs> yeah. that we have right now. Right. Unless it's this one. But until Lamar gets to that spot where we start watching Raven games and when they're down and we're like, oh, they left too much time for Lamar. Like, Lamar's going to lead him down the field. Until we get to that spot, that's un- that, then I don't think you can truly say that he's quite better than Mahomes yet. Even though I think he's the most talented player in football, he's the most unique on any given day. I think Lamar's peak is better than anybody else in football. I just think Mahomes he's is that ability. He's such a juke machine too. He's mm-hmm. he's nasty. I mean that movie put on Fred Warner. Like nobody makes Fred <laughs> Warner look like that. It's just ridiculous. So, I, man, if we get Kansas City Buffalo in the first round, what? A That's game, all I man. want. Yeah, what it's... a game. I would like Kansas City in the game. I really would. I think we – the Chiefs are just going to be so interesting to watch in the playoffs. Like, they they really are. I I think that – I don't know. I still think they're going to the AFC title game. I, I think – you know, I think they would beat Buffalo. I think they would beat Miami in that scenario. I'll tell you the one team, though, 
outside of the Bills that like who's obviously playing to get in this weekend. That team from Houston, man. Like CJ Stroud's good enough yeah, to win man. you a game or two. You know what I mean? So that'd be another team if the Steelers get in. Like, I mean, that's one of the teams that you're hoping to see. Indianapolis, I, same thing. I would much rather see a matchup of something like Houston and Miami versus Indianapolis. I don't I do not want to see the Colts in the playoffs. No. Nobody wants to see the Colts no. and the Steelers. Right. You want Stroud, you want Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you replace Houston with Indianapolis oh, and these lit. seven teams, that's yes. a really good playoff. Yeah, it oh. is. That's a really good playoff. And the AFC has been so deep. I mean, that's we came into this year talking about all the different teams that we had at least confidence in. Right. But I mean it's came it's come down to the last week of the season, and there's a bunch of different teams that are lower seeds that at least bare minimum could give you a competitive wild card round. What about this though, PJ? Remember when you were saying this about Georgia and you're like, well, they just haven't had to come back. And I'm like, what if they're too good? What if they just never need to come back? Maybe that's the Ravens with Lamar and some weapons. Maybe. Although we did say that about the 49ers. Yeah, we did. That all changed. So it's the NFL's a week by week thing. That's for damn sure. Uh, 25-18 bucks over the Spurs right now. 3.58 to go in the first quarter. It's BetMGM tonight.